Hello. It's Shannon and Kathy. It's we're in about two weeks. Halloween stuff is going to start hitting the shelves. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited. I always get really excited when I walk into the market for the first time and you see the orange and black candy wrappers. (laughs) And, and I always like notice I'm like, there's the first Halloween part of the season up on the thing. Get the pumpkin, get the Halloween pumpkin Reese's. (laughs) And I know so many people that hate this, but to me it's like just dopamine. Well, there's always going to be somebody that's complaining about it, right? I mean, July 4th hit and it started, you know, so I was, I was happy then. And now it's just, I've seen a couple of things already, even though it's only the end of July. We're in the, it's hard. It's always such a weird feeling because like we're in the middle of the heat. (laughs) I know. Well, that's why we have shark week. And so we had shark week and that was a fuck ton of fun. That's always a good time. And, uh, (sighs) And then it's just like the long slog of heat until <laughs> until the end of October, really. We didn't. I mean, for those of us in Southern California, Los Angeles area anyway, we didn't really even get a summer till July. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. It was an odd year, which I didn't mind. I liked that very fine. But I knew what was coming. I knew that the heat oh, yeah. was coming overnight. After that. Right. I'm also excited because very, very soon, in fact, next week, the Meg 2 is coming out. Mm. Which, I don't know. I like that movie. It's a fun one. It's just fun. Yeah. So I, I do like the summer ocean horror that we tr- try to watch during the July and August. And then that one's coming out. So I'm excited about that. And all the usual suspects. But I'm also looking forward to like September and October. Because in October, oh, yeah. it's going to be like The Exorcist. The new Exorcist yep. is coming out. Saw 10 is coming out. Oh my the God. first Omen is coming out on Halloween. They're redoing of... that one too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Salem's Lot's supposed to come out, but I don't. I don't really know. They're Did redoing they redo that one. Did they redo the Omen well. like ten years ago? With with well, this might be maybe it's like some kind of prequel or something. Okay. Maybe it's some kind of maybe it's not a remake, but it's it, I I I did read that it was supposed to be a prequel. So yeah, because they did they did one in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Shit changes, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. What, what do I know, man? Listen, just don't ever remake Jaws. <laughs> I mean, that would be, I mean, they've done it. I can't say, I can't say anything. It would be blasphemous. They usually, they do all the things. So I don't know what's going to happen there. But yeah, let's hope not. Let's just hope not. Well, part of it is the, you can't redo the way that they did the shark. Like now they would either try to do it CGI. I mean, part mm-hmm. of what was so great about that movie mm-hmm. was how now it'd be an unsophisticated practical effect, but considering when it was made, it like still stands the test of time. Oh, absolutely. And we did a challenge. I always do challenges for uh, throughout the year. I do three or four of them and I always do a challenge for shark week. And this year we did a shark week challenge that was, you had to give us your six, uh, bucket list shark movies so you could watch as many as you want and log them and share with people what you were watching but you had to find six that you would actually recommend to somebody Mm. and that's not as easy as it sounds no (laughs) like that you would say to your horror bestie here are my favorite these are the six shark horror movies that you need to have seen to understand the genre and so i asked people to do that and jaws of course was on people's list but the other, the other parts of the list were varied because people have different tastes, so that's always fun. But uh, yeah, so let's do a little thing that we like to call... Jesus. Yeah. What happened? Peaches Christ. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Number one. Yeah. Under the rule of the Ottoman Empire, you would be punished by death when drinking what? What? In public. I, I was waiting for it. I'm like, why isn't she saying what? What? In why? public. <laughs> okay. And it's not breast milk. Number two. Nipple. Nipple. Albert Fish yeah. was one of the most masochistic people in human history. The gray man. After his arrest, an x-ray discovered 29 blank in his pelvic region. Yeah. Gross, huh? We should do an episode. Maybe I. I might he's have to on do my one list. On fish. Yeah, he's or on my list. Maybe we'll do. I mean, one he's on. on fish. No, he's on the list. I can put. I can put you down for that in the new season. Do some fish. It's fishing with fish. Right now, I would not want to go fishing with fish. No, no. Fish, Number fish out his intestines. Oh I think. Okay. Number three. Where does the virus spread to at the end of twenty-eight days later? Where does it? Yeah, where? Got it. Not like in the body, but like in the world. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Number four. On average, four aircrafts and 20 yachts go missing every year in this location. Hmm. And number five. The most famous ghost in Chicago is that of a teenage girl who walks alone, oh, excuse me, walks along the highway at night. Sometimes men pick her up but when they pass a famous graveyard, she always runs out of the car and vanishes. Oh. What's the ghost's name? I'm going to give you four. Oh, okay. A, Bloody Mary. B, Mary Von Hattrick. <laughs> C, Mary Worth. Or D, Resurrection Mary. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. Yeah, right. I'll give you my deduction later of <laughs> of how you did it. Okay. I, of how I guessed, which will make no sense whatsoever, but it's fun. It's a fun way to try to guess. I finally sat down and watched the new Children of the Corn. How is it? You know, I had very low expectations because the ratings and the reviews are all so awful. But I didn't hate it as much as everyone hated it. Okay, that's good. You know, maybe because you were expecting to really hate well, it. Well, expectations are everything, man. I always say that to folks I know because it's like, and and it has been for me. It's like when you have expectations of something, and then it goes one way or the other, that really, really influences how you feel about something, along with other things that influence our opinions. But anyway, so it's from twenty twenty. Possessed by, it's out on shutter right now, or, or I assume it's still there. Possessed by a spirit in a dying cornfield, 12-year-old Eden. So you've got a girl as the head okay. kid Yeah, psycho. I saw that on the poster or whatever. 12-year-old Eden recruits the other children in her small town to rise up and take control. Tired of having to pay the price for their parents' mistakes, aren't we all? Eden leads the kids on a bloody rampage, killing the adults and anyone who opposes her. With all the adults jailed or dead, it comes down to one high schooler who won't go along with the plan and becomes the town's only hope of survival. We've established that it was not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was very good. The lead act, the lead little girl, who's apparently her name is Kate Moyer, plays Eden Edwards, who's the main 12-year-old psycho. <laughs> 
So you got creepy kids, et cetera, et cetera. She was really good. What I liked about this was that it's not a high standard in the Children of the Corn franchise. <laughs> They're bad movies, like all the children, except maybe the first one, right, where it was like a thing back in the day. And it was a great book. Stephen King, hello. In his heyday, for sure. And... It's better than all the others. The a lot of the remakes or make sequels or whatever that have been coming out over the years. And unfortunately the CGI is really poorly done. Oh, that's not good. For as new as it is. Yeah. They obviously didn't get much money because there's no there's no name recognition, right? There's no stars that I could see. And the CGI was poorly done. It's really kind of cool when it's not trying to touch anything. But mm -hmm. anybody who's worked in visual effects, which I used to work very closely with visual effects back in the day, you can see that the, you know, whenever it tries to touch anything in its world, it's like watching Six-Headed Shark Attack, where obviously it's not working. It's a little bit better than that. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. You know, it's better than that, but it's it's not great. And so that really takes you out of it, unfortunately, because there's a really cool tree monster. There's a really cool corn monster in it made of corn stalks or whatever. Oh, so that's a little different. Yeah. And it's it's pretty cool. It's like Jeepers Creepers, but only corn. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so they add like a whole new element. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a re like a reimagining of the whole thing. And I don't know, but it just it falls kind of flat. I don't know. There is some good gore, though. You might you might like some of the gore. There's some eye stabbing and all kinds of other things ripping apart. But again, some of the some of the gore is far away and CGI because <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's like a video game CGI ripping a part of a body. You know, it's just, uh, was yeah. there a reason to redo it? Oh, no, definitely not. Okay. No. Because even the original is, is so... I mean, it was also it was also already like, eh, you know. That's what I mean. Right. Like, why... why re I mean, it, right. the movie's fine. And at the time, it was a terrifying film. Not so much anymore. So right. to redo that one. No. And that kid... You watch it for the kid. The kid was like yeah. a, iconic at the time. That kid, they got to do the job. To do the psycho job. It's just like when I was talking about white men can't jump. I think in a Patreon episode, I talked about how I like watched both of them yeah. or whatever. That movie was mid to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But no whatever. bueno. Yeah. I watched a very slow, dying, <laughs> painful oh, no. burn. If it wasn't a horror film or labeled as one, it may have been okay because I actually didn't mind the slow burn and I thought that the characters were really well developed and I feel that the atmosphere and where it took place, they really built a city or built a farming town for you that you felt. So the movie is called Unearth, Un, not On, Unearth. Like unearthed. With Mark Blucas. Okay. Who I like. Blucas? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Mark Blucas. Okay. Um, Cute name. A fracking horror story. Unearth follows two neighboring farm families whose uh. relationships are strained when one of them chooses to lease their land to an oil and gas company. 
In the midst of growing tension, the land is drilled and something long dormant and terrifying deep beneath the Earth's surface is released. Unearth is about the horrifying repercussions sown by short-sighted decisions and what our children reap from our actions. I love that. A fracking horror story. I know. Story. Isn't that funny? Uh, we both watched like corn movie. I don't yeah. know. The poster for the movies. It looks like he's in a cornfield. He is. Okay. So, oh, the, and Adrian Bar- Barbary is in it's it. It's a great cast. Okay. And the characters are very well developed, in my opinion. Okay. But you are waiting, waiting. for this terrifying beneath the surface thing to be released where they spend two hours talking about it. Oh no. And it's only within the last 15, 20 minutes of the film. Do you start to really see the horror released unfold or unearthed, so to speak, it becomes unearthed. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't mad at it when it was over because the story kept my attention enough because the characters were so in depth, Mm. but I was pissed off that I didn't get a (laughs) horror movie. Yeah. It's hard. That's really hard. You know, when we try to watch stuff and we try not to read stuff about the movie before we read it, like I try not to, although sometimes I can't help myself. Sometimes in my research, that's how I find a movie that I want to watch. So I know more about those going in. But a lot of times it's just push play, right? To just try to work your way around things that you wouldn't normally watch. And then this happens. Was it two hours long? I'll get the running time on it. It felt like it. (laughs) Maybe just under two hours, I think. Well, that's too long. 94 minutes, it says. So, yeah, a little over, just over an hour and a half. Yeah, dude. You just thought it was two hours. (laughs) It's slow. I I believe you. Jesus. (coughs) Peaches Christ, man. (laughs) Very good cast. Yeah, looks like it. Not your cup of tea. It wasn't. It wasn't. Mm. If it wasn't labeled as a a fracking horror. Yeah. (laughs) And it was just labeled as like a sci-fi I just love that. drama, then maybe I would have <laughs> been prepared. I mean, it gets two stars for a reason. And I think it's because it doesn't live up to what it's <laughs> describing itself to be. I'm sorry. It's just so funny. I, I mean, I'm going to start a whole new thing on, we should do a show on fracking. No, wars. no, we are not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not. no, no. It's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, too funny. I saw this movie called Play Dead 2022. Okay. Criminology student Chloe. Oh, Chloe. Chloe, our old friend What's Chloe. Up, Chloe. Criminology students. Hmm. Fakes her own death to break into a morgue in order to retrieve a piece of evidence that ties her younger brother to a crime gone wrong. Once inside, she discovers that a sadistic coroner is using the corpses for his sick and twisted business. And when he realizes that Chloe still has a pulse, a terrifying game of cat and mouse ensues. The coroner is actually played by Jerry O'Connell. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's not bad. He's okay. Whatever. Okay. Okay, Kathy. Feelings. This movie was not bad. At least he doesn't take himself seriously. I'll give him that. Yeah, in this movie he tries to because oh. he's the bad guy. Okay. He's the sight. He's the sadistic coroner. I kind of like this movie. So it, for me, it was like a three star. It's definitely an indie movie. It was three stars for me. I enjoyed the ride. I thought it was a r- kind of a ridiculous setup, but I also thought this girl, her brother does stupid shit. 
oh, well, let's break into the morgue to get this, get your phone or whatever off of the dead guy so that nobody sees the things that were on it, whatever. Like, the setup is kind of stupid. Like, all right, who does that? But she breaks into the morgue because she tries to be dead, whatever. And the hilarity ensues. No, it's not funny. And then it's kind of like like a cat and mouse game in this morgue, which I kind of enjoyed. Like she's hiding from him and he's stalking her and he kind of knows something's up, but but he doesn't. And then he finally finds her and then tries to, you know, do the sadistic coroner thing, uh, hi, you know, get organs out of him or whatever. She finds somebody else that he's harvesting from and try, saves him. And they go on this kind of, you know, it was kind of ridiculous, but it also had like something happened. I've been watching a lot of movies. The bar lately. is low, my friends. Something like, uh, happened. Like a lot of the movies I've been watching lately are like what you were saying. These like slow burns, atmospheric, which I love. Don't get me wrong. Mostly, not always. And nothing happens, right? Until the end when it's like a metaphor on grief or motherhood or pregnancy. or At least they were trying to make it happen. So... It, it ensues and then it's like a showdown between her and him and there's the brothers ends up being there and this other guy that and it, and I laughed a lot because of the ridiculousness as well. So I sort of enjoyed the ride because it was so kind of the premise was so sort of stupid that I just let that go. And then once she was in the morgue, it was I was like laughing at what kept happening and Jerry O'Connell's hard to take serious. So you know you're just kind of like laughing at what he's doing and then and then there's other characters that come in and they're all trying to kill him and there's this one guy who's hilarious in it the one guy that they find in there he's really funny in it he makes a lot of i don't know i just enjoyed it i don't know why it sounds like it it did something it went somewhere <laughs> and i laughed and you laughed i did Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, Three the bar stars. is getting lower and lower. Three stars. <laughs> well, yeah, and for indie horror, too. But yeah, you would hate it because of Jerry O'Connell. He's fine. I just, you know, his dog would always get out on the road over where I lived, and I just got pissed off that I was like, can you please, I mean, you have a lot of money. Fence in your yard. For sure. So I have just- So it's more of a personal beef. Yeah, bitter- feelings about the fact that he was so and then like this guy brings his dog back up to him he's a dick to him no just saved your dog get the dog running inside. out on Holland. get the dog inside okay. anyway just right. get it together jerry okay i liked you in piranha you're pretty funny in that yeah okay i watched a movie from 2019 a lee cronin film called the hole in the ground yeah have you seen this? Yes. Yeah. Supernatural horror film directed by Lee Cronin. This is his feature debut film. It follows a young woman who begins to suspect that her son's disturbing behavior is linked to a mysterious sinkhole. It has some feelings of, at least relationally, of the Babadook, just their dynamic, although the son is much more reserved than the little boy in the Babadook. But she's kind of like slowly going nuts a little bit, not knowing reality from this, you know, potential 
craziness that she feels that she's experiencing. I, I liked this movie. I wasn't in love with it, but I did like it. I thought that it was atmospheric. I felt like the little boy who played the son was really good and yeah, freaky. I did think that too. And I think he was really, he was able to come in and out of this role. Like you're so young. How can you do that? It's kind of <laughs> fair, weird yeah. um, that he could do that. So overall, I felt like it had some really good creep factor. Like I'd probably give it like a, I'd probably give it like a three out of five. I don't think I'd watch it again because it's it's just kind of dark and slow. It is. But uh, I didn't hate it. It's very Irish. <laughs> it is very Irish. Like when we yeah. did an Irish horror episode a couple of years back, I'm pretty sure I listed it as one of the better ones because, yeah. you know, that's a niche Irish horror. So, you know, shot in Ireland, in Ireland and... Uh, yeah there's not a lot so but also it is one of the better ones and this trope has been done before so i i thought they did a decent job with it being that this trope has been it's a trope for a reason. yeah oh yeah right? for yeah. sure all right let's get some answers to the <laughs> under the rule of the ottoman empire you would be punished by death when drinking this in public uh, blood. <laughs> we would all be dead. I'd really be dead. It's oh, no. coffee. Wow. Yeah. So that was a thing you didn't do in public, huh? <laughs> it was very risque. <laughs> you crazy. Starbucks would have been gal. prisons. <laughs> Good old Albert Fish was one of the most masochistic people in human history. Mm -hmm. After his arrest, an x-ray discovered 29 what? in his pelvic region needles yes Ugh. he had um inserted needles into himself anally and they'd never been removed yeah 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 i would imagine <laughs> that after a minute or so your body just kind of goes into a shock and there's like a sensation there but not like when they're first inserted yeah i mean you're obviously taking your life in your own hands there. oh <clears throat> controlling your own pain Number three, where does the virus spread to by the end of 28 days later? Africa? France. Oh, okay. Goes over to France. Let the French deal UK. with it. I was going to say UK, but well, okay. I was close. <laughs> On average, four aircraft and 20 yachts go missing every year in this location. The Bermuda Triangle? Ding, 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 da, ding, ding, da, ding. Bing, bing, bing. I have flown over that multiple times. I've have made you? it back each time. Yeah, because you have to fly over it to go to Puerto Rico. Ah. And I would always say as a kid, I'm like, I have to fly over the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> always wondering if I would get pulled down. <laughs> okay. And But you didn't. But no, unless it's the ghost of me sitting here with you. And that's really what makes it terror talk, Shannon. That's my life. Okay. Number five, the most famous ghost in Chicago is that of a teenage girl who walks along the highway at night. <laughs> She's got Sometimes her men pick her up, but when they pass a famous graveyard, she always runs out of the car and vanishes. Is she A, Bloody Mary, B, Mary Von Hattrick, C, Mary Worth, or D, Resurrection Mary? Okay, first. First. <laughs> first. I just have to say that if you're not a patron, you maybe don't know oh, this my ghost as well story. as me, but that's her ghost story voice. I just wanted to. 
Oh, maybe I'll throw do a that out there. Story. From time to time, one of our mini casts on our Patreon, we do mini casts for on Mondays. Shannon was walking the road at night. <laughs> yeah, that's the voice. The lantern blew out in her face. <laughs> All right, so uh, here I thought. Bloody, <laughs> I want to know your. I, I thought know Bloody your Mary was too obvious. Yeah, it's not um, Bloody Mary. Yeah, she's a I, drink. Because I know that. Or in one. your mirror. <laughs> Because I know that one. And then I'm pretty sure you said Mary Von Hattrick. Yeah. <laughs> like a soccer. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I pulled her name from somewhere though. I didn't make that up. I know. I'm just saying like, I was like, I don't know that Mary Von Hattrick is. Really <laughs> 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 it's like saying Mary Von Nipple and yeah. thinking I'm going to choose that one. Mary Von Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and then the resurrection one. I mean, it could be that one, but it seemed like a, like a colloquial name, kind of like Bloody Mary. And I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe you would use the real name. So I went with Mary Worth. It's Resurrection Mary. Yeah, that was, those are my top two. I'm like, oh, God. She... I think it's because the whole idea of she comes back to life each time. I get it. But I not really. It. I mean, she it was like, goes. well, a couple of them were like real names and then a couple were monikers, right? So I didn't know. <laughs> Mary <which> Von Hattrick. <laughs> I just was like, that's made up. Gosh. Oh, God. That's so funny. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy Sleepsafe, everyone.